Behold, behold, behold the pale podcast. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe, and our food is unfit to eat. We sit watching our TVs while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. They're crazy. It's like everything everywhere is going crazy, so we don't go out anymore. We sit in the house, and slowly the world we're living in is getting smaller, and all we say is, please, at least leave us alone in our living rooms. Let me have my toaster and my TV and my steel-belted radios, and I won't say anything. Just leave us alone. Well, I'm not going to leave you alone. I want you to get mad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it. My life has value. My life has value. My life has value. Behold the Pale Podcast. All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of Behold, 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 a Pale Podcast. (laughs) Bang. And we've come to you with a big bang this week. Uh, Father's Day episode, if you will, out there. You know what I mean? Uh, this one, this has been getting a lot of activity recently. I've been seeing this pop up in my feed, so we want to get into it. The uh, the Gary Blouchet situation. Uh, for anybody out there that gets down with, you know, maybe watching some fam- films they maybe shouldn't be watching on, like, com or some crazy stuff like that or some Faces of Death type stuff then you might have stumbled into footage of a gentleman walking through an airport and uh, being assisted by a security or a police officer of some kind, you would think. When somebody, you think they're on a telephone, you know, the old pay phones, and they, they turn, they, they swing around, and puff, boom, direct hit, uh, Devastation, devastating hit. Sean, what do you think? Devastating hit? Headshot. Headshot, yeah. Fucking got him. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, it's one of the, one of, the, I remember this from Faces of Death. I have it on one of them. I think there, there's a, uh, there's like a Faces of Death 2000 edition. I believe the tape's even red, which is cool. Um, VHS style. And, uh, this is on there. And I remember I recently seen new, like, not new footage of it. I think it might even have been a new angle or just extended, but I remember yeah, seeing it. that's what you were telling me. You've seen a new angle. Yeah, i seen it where uh, it was like in a... I remember in the face of the death video, you just kind of see the blast, the boom. He goes down. They, like, there's a scuffle to get Gary kind of, yeah, you know... Just get the situ- gun out of his hand. Yeah, situated. Even though he didn't oh, want no. no ruckus with, like, other people. He just had that beef with him, the personal thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember that when the video, the camera, because I think the news is there, when the camera comes back, 
it's, it's a shot it like zooms in on his his and he's just like got the busted his temples like just pouring blood and then they uh cut at that point i think but the new stuff i've seen had him doing like the the like the like the chokes and stuff the argonial breathing yeah the rap the wrap up show he was doing the wrap up show you know what i mean and uh so yeah uh, just when you think you've seen the whole thing, they release more footage, you know, very interesting. Imagine that is crazy for it to come out, like, any time in the last, what, five, ten years, maybe? Yeah. Just having new footage of it is nuts. Yeah. I mean, uh, I wonder, it could have been floating out there on the interwebs. When I seen it in the face of death, they had not edited it, but they, like, clipped it a little early, I guess. Uh, I don't know why you do and that. And then you found the, the, the unclipped one. You found you the uncut, yeah. You found the uncut version. If, uh, if, face, if it's too hot for face of death, then, you know, you know it's got to be good stuff. But, yeah, <laughs> it, it was a blast. It was like, uh, I, it was devastating. Alex, have you seen the video? I know you're not. You like to watch more narrative films. Well, I... I mean, you can't not have stumbled across this video because it's been, you know, like, so out there. Um, i seen it on Facebook recently. Yeah. No one, shit I was everywhere. Facebook yeah, I was like, what? Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is that um, as, as uh, proof uh, comes from you know, uh, Mr. Matthew Fisher himself, that there are people that are interested in the more, how should I say, the macabre aspects of life. Keith don't, Rivera. Don't take it the wrong way, man. I, I still love you. I still love you. But, no, I'm you know, right there, too. I'm yeah. the same way. Sean's <laughs> that way, too. You're, you're single, though. You're, you're, I'm, you're I'm a minority. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm the minority. You're I, hiding it. Up, you're just hiding it. Hey, hey, hey. Something about going out watching people actually getting killed. Um, uh, video footage really, I mean, when you I'm put sorry. it like that, it sounds bad. All dude, right. There's good money in that. I want to hey, go that. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> hey, watch 88 millimeter with Nicolas Cage. We all know have. that there's a lot that. of money for snuff films. Man. I think that there's a healthy, there's a healthy, uh, interest or, or, you know, healthy, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, the opposite of healthy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think it's healthy. It's that. It's like it's the great like a macabre, a macabre curiosity. Almost. It's a ma- ma- curiosity. There you go. Well, I mean, I macabre mean, the thing curiosity. is, there's macabre, dude. There's there's the macabre. Like for example, the Adams family is it, it deals with the macabre, but you know, looks at things on, off kilter a little different than everyone else, yeah. but. Then there's this, which is just downright, you know. I'm sorry for me. I just, I can't. I can't watch these things. I mean, I don't go looking for stomach. it anymore. We'll say it turns uh, my I, stomach when I see. But it does. And, stumble. and, and, and yeah. this, this is not um, whether it's the person who ends up uh, getting killed is we can argue justified for some horrendous act they did, or whether yeah. it's not, okay? The fact of seeing someone getting killed, actually getting killed, not just play acting. I mean, for me, I'm sorry, but for me, it turns my stomach. 
someday. I've seen a video of a guy get quartered this morning. No. Oh, I, it's fucked up. I have, I had to throw my phone away. <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. <laughs> you getting tracked now, anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, heck, yeah, I've been I've, on my back for years. I've, I've heard so many. Um, okay, I heard this. I don't know how true it is. Okay, maybe okay. you guys have seen it or heard of it. I have not seen it. I'm only going by what I was told. There yes. was a video of a guy who decided that he wanted to get ass fucked by a horse. Yeah, okay? that's so, I've never so, seen it, but it's there. I've heard about it. Yeah. So af- af- after that happens, he's like, oh, oh, I don't feel so good. And then he dies because, well, the horse punctured, like, his rectum. Because, I mean, a horse's dick is about, you know, so long. And, and one's ass is about yay long. Rectum? He really fucked and, him and up. killed him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. But, again, I mean, things like that, yeah. uh, I'm... I'm I, I definitely uh, have 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 an issue, you know, watching those things. I mean, heck, the the, the words fucked up enough. I really don't need to see nah, it in it's yeah. all its glory. I feel you. I think as a teenage, I think it's one of the, you know certain teenagers. I guess uh, well, I don't know, it's well, like a fascination or whatever. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like again, I know, could, I know, yeah. I'm using like uh, movie uh, examples, but Stand by Me, okay. I uh, based off of the Stephen King short, the body. body. Okay, the yeah. whole per- the whole whole plot of that single movie is mm-hmm. some boys looking for a body because of this macabre curiosity. Uh, no boys looking I mean, for a body. I mean, come on. Yeah, but some usually they like a body that's a little bit less cold, if you know what I mean. All right, but. But yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that we will always have a macabre interest in the idea of death for the fact that we're mortal. We're going to that's die that's sooner what I, or later. That's what it boils down to, I think. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, while I, I definitely do have an interest in kind of some uh, more macabre stuff. I mean, actually seeing someone actually die on video. I mean, that's someone's life, whether you. I don't like support it. And all that, but it's, I mean, for me, it just, I mean, I, I ended up seeing, um, you know, a, a guy get executed. It was a war, like, war documentary thing. Mm. And it was the most unsettling thing I've ever seen. And I. Don't you want to strengthen your mind for when things really get bad? Dude, if things really get that bad for me, dude. I'm not going to have to worry because everyone. I'm not going to be leaving leaving that area. I'm For going to everyone, end up being dead. Well, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's. I mean, we as as I mean, there's, there's a reason why there's so many uh, films out there about serial killers. Okay, the fact is, I we are we for the most part, I hope you know, find them de- deplorable. What they do is evil and all that. But then again, we still have a fascination. Okay, We have a fascination of what makes someone do this. How did they do this? How did they get away with it? How come no one knew wish you, yeah. what they were? You know, it's, I mean, the fact is we always will have this dark-seated fascination with death and the cause of death. 
Well, that's what it boils down to. I think that if people see it, I think it's almost a fear of death thing when you boil it down. You probably get into the psychology of it. It's probably something like people wanting to be wanting to be comfortable almost with the idea of dying. You know what I mean? Of death that that well that because it really is the great the great unknown, you know what I mean? But let's get into this great unknown. Um, Somebody went to the great unknown. Jeff Doucette done went to the great unknown bar. Alright. But our, our boy Gary Pluchet, for anybody out there that's not really hip to that, uh Leon. So we call him Larry too. Uh Leon Gary Plochet was an American man known for publicly killing Jeff Doucette, who had kidnapped, raped, and molested uh, Plochet's prepubescent son, Jody. Uh, The killing occurred on Friday, March 16th, 1984, and was captured on camera by the local news crew. For the fatal shooting, Plochet was given a seven-year suspended sentence with five years probation and 300 hours of community service. Some people would say he did the community enough service that day. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, and received no prison time. That's the one that I that I always found incredibly fascinating, and definitely probably wouldn't be the daily nowadays. Uh, is the the idea of no prison time? You know, if you want, would have went down very different than how it is. Yeah, you watch the you know you watch the the video. They're first they're in an airport. You know, he it looks like he he's facing wall, turns and shoots. So my guess, if there is, if he's facing a wall to turn around, there's probably another, not another wall uh, on the other side of him. My guess is probably an open area or something like that. Um, the, the cop walking with the dude, with the do set dude. I don't know if Gary was a shooter, but like he was pretty, he was pretty close. I wouldn't want to be that close to somebody if they don't know how to handle the gun. You know what I mean? But I don't know. What do you think? So if you deal with something, if you got hit with something like that today, you know, of course, you you have the gun in a crowded place. Firing a gun in a crowded place in itself is, I think, the hefty fine. Yeah, let alone. Yeah, I think I think the prison like transport system's gotten a little better. This in eighty four. They're yeah. not gonna. <laughs> They're not going to parade him around wherever the fuck he is with a camera <laughs> on him. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, the thing is, I don't know. Uh, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, even 84, okay? I'm not, I'm not saying that 84 was, you know, top notch, but right. um, the feeling I got was it was staged. It was planned. Okay? That's your vibe? That's my vibe, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, I mean, the thing is that first, yeah, 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 you're, you're taking him, and there's a camera crew. There's already a camera crew following that, uh, following this. Okay. Yeah. And and the fact is that if every let's say we're in '84, and this is kind of a common uh, occurrence, taking a prisoner through an area like this. This would not be the like the most notable, you know, execution on tape, because I mean, how many criminals who have done evil things like that, or even more evil things like that, if they just paraded them through a public area like that, there would have been a lot more, you know, angry fathers, mothers, you know, grandparents, whatever, 
trying to take a pot shot at the uh, at these monsters that you know ruined their love, uh, killed their loved ones, or ruined their loved ones' lives. Okay, so I mean the fact that they're taking him through a public area that there's absolutely no security, not at all. Okay, and he goes, he shoots him, and there's a good like you know three minute before he's tackled. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, but uh, I I mean, the, the fact it was planned, okay. The like fact the, was, you know, <clears throat> maybe he had, you know, uh, a friend in the justice department, or they, you know, just set up because they wanted to get rid of him for some reason. Small, you know, small town justice. It could be just the fact that they don't want, they don't like people like how, that. In their, in their how, how many small towns are there in the U.S.? A whole bunch. Uh, Okay. Okay. How how many? Number. Give me a second. I can figure. Six. (laughs) But but I mean the thing is, small town justice is not uncommon. Okay. Especially. But but I have a question. I have a question for you. How many of those small town justice uh, are caught on on video and played on YouTube or on Facebook? Okay. Not many. Anyone? If if it was caught on camera, all of them, bruh. <laughs> but 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 the thing is, every single one of them they, on they caught him on camera. They caught on camera. Why won't they caught on camera? Because small town justice doesn't want to be caught doing small town justice. They don't want any proof. They want to, you know, if if this was just simply small town justice, they would have taken them out. They would have killed him, tied him up, throw them in uh, in the in the river. No one would give a fuck if that was just plain small town justice, dude. Okay, I mean, I mean that's what they've done so many millennia, uh, like decades before. Okay, that's why you know. I was trying to help your argument too. You're coming at me pretty heavy. I'm, I'm, I'm trying not, to fucking I'm, help you out, Bubba. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Helped. I'm just saying that the fact that this was caught on video. Yeah. Okay. He was paraded in a public area, and he was executed publicly. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's more to it, okay? Because if it was just simply small t- town justice, then uh, small town justice knows how to get rid of the people they don't want without anyone outside of the small town finding out. Hence, <sighs> hence the term small town justice. I don't think they were involved. With, I think you, you know. You think of the cameraman too. That was there was a news dude follow him, and it wasn't like the guy waited for the a, play, a time when the camera could catch him. He just waited for a time where he could catch the dude. Realistically, and like now that I think of it, that the news camera was another person that literally almost died. Was within inches probably of getting shot too. Um, I was trying to help you out with uh, with your, your theory there because it was an interesting take on it. That it was an inside job, but I I could definitely believe in a situation where uh, they just hate somebody so much that they go, yeah, let them let them teach, let's teach everybody they want to be that way a lesson of what's going to happen around here type deal. When I think of uh, you know, there was also like a, a t- around this time, I feel like there was. Um, there's a famous video of like a news reporter talking to some, they were doing like a react, like a, like it was like a weird reality show or something. And like the wife was talking to the camera people and the husband like walked up and shot her like five or six times. And that was all on tape. And that was horrendous because he did like, a, like three of those shots were like headshots. 
And that I remember maybe 10 years ago, there was a big one where, uh, there was a news crew shooting, um, recording an interview with somebody and, uh, like a crazy gunman or like a boyfriend of like the reporter or something, some crazy story. They came on blasting and they caught that, you know, Bud Dwyer, you know, there's a lot, there's the girl that like worked for the news that shot herself on camera. I forget her name. Uh, they made a couple movies about her. But, um, yeah, there's definitely situations that would be, just because it's on camera, I wouldn't say it was like, you know, anything. I think that was a complete freak accident. I think it was the dude killing, killing the dude because he raped and molested his kid and stuff. And there's well, weird. Yeah, I do believe that it, that's why he, he did. I also believe that the whole they let uh, it happen, thing though? happening that, what? Uh, you thought the cops like kind of let it happen? Yeah. Over yeah. I, I, I don't mean, think, I mean, if you I mean, go back, if you go back and you watch how kind of close if, that it, that it was, that even you could, they could very easily give gave him two or three feet, you know, two or three somebody two or three feet in front, two and three feet behind, and as a viewer watching that, you would go, "That's honest. That's a good amount of space to give him. You don't got to be right up on their ass." But they were like shoulder to shoulder with cops. Which I don't think that would have been happening if they were in on it. You know what I mean? And then the cam, like I said, the camera person, they're like right there too. There's a lot of people, like the guy's realistically lucky that, that boom, he, you know, he must be, he's got to be a gun person because this, he takes a shooter's stance before he yeah. does it too. Like he, boom, you know, and they, they just, the dude's head opens up. It's like you unzipped it, like you unzipped it just <laughs> the side of his head. It's rough. It's a rugged take. It's a rugged take for sure. Now, the case received wide publicity uh, because some people question whether Plachet should have been charged with murder or let off. Uh, Plachet contended that he was in the right and that anyone in this similar position would have taken the same action. I agree. I guess the only legal standpoint you could say with it is... I hope they had really good evidence on that dude. You know what I mean? That, like... They knew that he yeah. definitely, definitely fucking did it. If if that was just like, you know, whatever, uh, you know, if that way, you know, if it was a real deal, dude, that's fucking an unfortunate endeavor. They must have. I wonder how quick they had they did the turnaround. I'm sure he got held for a little bit. Um, because that that was one thing that I always thought was interesting too. It was like, well, realistically, it's like. They were arresting this guy. They were just kind of transporting this guy. Who's the, who's to say what actually went down? You know what I mean? Which is, I don't know. I, we're going to go deeper, and I, I, I assume there's evidence. Now the kidnapping. Here it is. I knew it was coming. I set us up inappropriately. Oof. All right, Alex. I need to see your hands in the air at all time for this part. I got. Uh, it says right here that uh, Gary. Uh, Plashu. Yeah. Again, say his name. Plache. Plache. Yeah, he was in the Air Force. He was a staff sergeant. Yeah, I remember him. He takes. I remember him like taking stands. It wasn't like just somebody who's never. Oh <laughs> shit! Check this out. Yeah. He became an equipment salesman and also worked as a cameraman for the local news station. Oh no! Well, they, they ah. knew he had a good. They knew he had a good shot. So he, yeah, he had an in. They uh. It's because he, he shot their other guys, so he, they needed somebody. 
the uh, very yeah, interesting. That's the cameraman was all queued up. He was like, "I'm going to get the shot of the year, baby." And yeah, he, he he did. He became famous and left. Yeah, that's interesting. That'd be funny. The friendship of them working together. If they, <laughs> where he's like, "Yeah, well, you know, you do what you got to do." I could have killed him, but hey, he do what he got to do. All right, so it's about to get wild. Um, Gary Pluchet lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. He was separated from his wife, June, at the time of the shooting. Um, during 1983 and 1984, his 11-year-old son, Jody Plochet, was taking karate lessons with an instructor, which you can see. There's footage out there of this dude like doing karate with the kids, maybe even Jody. I don't know for sure. But uh, it's very weird because I've seen that footage after I've seen the dude get his head popped. So, like, it's very weird to see him alive, f- jumping. He's getting, like, flipped around on a mat. I'm used to him taking the final flip on the mat, you know what <laughs> I mean? And uh, it's just kind of – it almost looks like one of those funny videos where it's, like, played backwards, like one of those weird deals. But So, uh, karate lessons with the instructor, 25-year-old Jeffrey Doucette. He's a trouble system. He's a troubled guy here. And uh, who had been sexually abusing the boy for at least uh, a year. You know? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, so. And I wonder if there was other. I assume there had to be other people as well. Like other kids in the mix. Uh, which we're going to. So he's been abusing the boy for at least a year. At least a year. On February 14th. Uh, which is Valentine's Day, right? Yep. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Yes, yeah. sir. All right. February 14th, Valentine's Day, 1984, Doucette kidnapped Jody and took him to a motel in Anaheim, California. They Before that, they were only known for the Anaheim Mighty Ducks, Ooh. Um, where he sexually assaulted and molested him. I shouldn't even have joked. That's fucking ugly. That's horrifying, dude. On Valentine's that's fucking horrifying, dude. Your karate instructor? <sighs> yeah. It's one of those, yeah, because, like, you assume it's like a teacher thing where, like, you assume you it send them. It is a teacher role. Yeah. It is a teacher. You know, you send their, they're going to be a positive fucking person uh, in the life, and they turn out to be a predator. Now, the police searched the, count, the country for Jody, and he was eventually found after just said aloud the boy to place a collect call to his mother from the motel. California police raided the motel and arrested Doucette without incident. Oh, so they caught him fucking red-handed. No questions asked, dude. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I At one point, I was like, I, I was like, you know, that's a fucking heavy, you know, you, you pay the, the ultimate price, uh, you know. I hope there's some good evidence on the dude, but right there, Zed, so yeah. I take my original stance I always had, which was, you gotta do what you gotta do, you know what I mean? Now, on March 1st, 1984, Jody was returned to his family in Louisiana. But Gary, who was 38 year, uh, years old at the time, roughly our age, heard reports that Doucette had sexually assaulted his son. In an interview with a news television crew, Gary stated that he felt a sense of helplessness upon hearing these reports. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if they got him at the airport before he went in. That's definitely some harsh shit, Doogie. So Gary's pissed already. Uh, he's 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 you know separated. He's going through like the issue with the wife, 
And uh, sad. it is real sad because it's like, like we said, the teacher thing, it's almost like you almost see the mother being like, oh, Jody's doing real good. His teacher, his karate teacher is fucking paying him more attention, so to speak, type stuff. And then little do you know, you know, it's horrifying shit. So, yeah, Gary did what he had to do. He went in there and bada boom, bada bing. Now, Alex, you've seen this footage, right? For sure. You've yeah. been saying this. No, I've seen the footage. All right. I still yeah, want to get walking the- by. He's at the uh, the uh, pay phone. He turns around. He shoots him. About three, uh, uh, it feels like uh, two to three minutes. He then is tackled by, you know, the uh, security that was walking with him. See, that's the weird thing is two to three minutes, brother. They're like, they're literally three feet away from him. They were on, and, and, and they were, they acted pretty quick from not knowing from just casually walking through an airport to bang dudes dead on the ground. You don't, the guy next to you has a gun. You don't know you're, but you know, by the time their brain realized what was going on, I think they acted pretty quickly for sure. They all can't uh, be as quick as you over there. Sam. Well, well, I mean, no one's <laughs> as quick as I am. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. You know what I mean? But yeah, so I don't, Three. I don't know what you, you. The three minutes. It ain't three minutes, dude. Three minutes is like a long time. Hey, all all I know is that there, there's a good. Uh, I mean, he literally just stood there waiting to get tackled. He okay? Well, that's because he knew he wasn't gonna. He wasn't gonna run because he knew what he did, dude. If they if it took them three minutes to get how far they went, he could have just walked out of the airport. You probably could have walked home by the time he yeah. got to the fucking door. Didn't get on the plane. All, all I say is when I was watching it, I thought it was a a. It, it felt like a a kind of um quite of a lag between. Him shooting and him actually being tackled. Maybe you got a technical issue over there or something because they were pretty on it. They were pretty on that quick, weren't they, Sean? From what you remember? Uh, yeah, he was tackled fairly decent. I remember. Yeah, there's a. I, yeah. Hey, I don't know. I just felt like a, a little long for me. Your I, security I, works quicker, but uh, you know, I th- th- we're talking about security and we're talking about cops here. You know what I mean? <laughs> They don't think your security cares more about you than these cops cared about, uh, Jeff. So maybe you're onto something. Uh, on March 16th, 84, Doucette was flown back to Louisiana to face trial. Uh, Doucette arrived at Baton Rouge Metropolitan Airport, also known as Ryan Field, and was led in handcuffs by police officers through the airport at around 9.30 p.m., where Plachet was waiting for Doucette with a handgun. An employee of the local ABC affiliate WBRZ TV told Pluchet when when Desset would be arriving. Oh, there you go. So they told the. I wonder if they knew that was the do. If they, that they had to have known that was the father. I think they're more right on it than the police, like, uh, or Hawk and Steinberger. Well, someone was in on it, dude. I mean, that's all I'm saying. I mean, it's about the media. You know, you never you never trust the media. They say. Um, so they told WBR, well, we won't say that, Kate, we don't want any trouble, but they told uh, him when Doucette would be arriving at the airport. That's some heavy news, man. If I was them giving the father of the victim news like that, I would assume he's at least going to attack him, if not kill him. You know. Well, yeah. I mean, you can also argue the fact that 
hey, I mean, what's better ratings, okay? Uh, to just watch yes, some so. perp being taken through an airport or actually having a perp shot by the father of the victim, okay, and plastered all over the news. So, you know, may- maybe you're right. Maybe the cops weren't on it, but it's obvious that the news person was. That's an interesting take on it because, yeah, I mean, realistically, they'd want that. And didn't you say that the father himself worked in, in news? Or they later. Did... I think later. He became a cameraman later, I think. Oh, well, what, a- after after this? Yeah. I oh, think man. this dude became like... No, what I, what I read before, he was a cameraman before this happened. Oh, so yeah. He, he had an in. Yeah, so so he already had friends in the industry, okay? Uh, they got, uh, you know, wind of what was going on. They told him where. And they probably told that the... That's why a cameraman was there. I mean, that's why it was caught, because, you know, they set it up. Yeah, they knew. They knew. Yeah. So, I mean, I was partially right that someone was in on it. And I was just wrong about who was in on it. Why do you got to be right all the time? Because I am right all the time. (laughs) I I think you're right. I just just rewatched the video. They literally, like, hug the guy immediately after he shoots him. They had hamburgers before they left the airport for crying out. (laughs) Now, a news crew from WBRZ was waiting for Doucette and had set up their cameras to record his arrival. Opposite the news crew was a bank of payphones where uh, Pluchet waited while talking to his best friend on a telephone. He wore a baseball cap and sunglasses. That's a giveaway for anybody nowadays. Mm-hmm. It's like textbook, uh, I'm up to no good. So no one could recognize him. <clears throat> I Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm now sold with you. Uh, Alex, I think you're onto something because... Uh, it's very possible they may they maybe just just thinking if the guy was going to yell at him, maybe punch him. Didn't think they were going to go to where it went. No, I, I'm sorry. You thought the kill. You thought you thought they had death on their mind. You thought yes, the it has. Li, listen, okay, I, I. Yeah, I mean, I guess okay, it's valuable okay, footage. Well, well, put it this way, okay. You you got a guy whose son was kidnapped and brutally raped. Okay. Yes. I now you have the father. Uh-huh. Now I'm only assuming about what's going through his mind, but this is what I, is okay. He's the man of the house. He was yeah. not able to protect his son. His son is going to be, you know, traumatized for for this for the rest of his life. Yeah. He'll probably never ha- be able to have a a regular relationship because of what he went through. He will, yeah, exactly. yeah. and yeah. he'll probably suffer from uh, post traumatic stress. Okay, so all this stuff that has gone through a child you love, that you, you, you know, you, you, your entire, uh, life is to, you know, protect this child, and you weren't able to. And then. There's okay, something so irritatingly but, cocky about just taking the, doing it in general, like being a teacher and like crossing that boundary and like, sticking around in, in society to like, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, that blows my mind a little well, bit, too. It's like, it's, it's no, this, don't you think I, someone's eventually going to kill you doing fucked up shit like that? 
Well, I mean, hey, oh. look at look at like BK uh, BK Killer and look at you know Dahmer and look at you know, all these. Now they okay, they just they killed people. Okay, yeah, and this guy, I mean, technically he didn't kill the kid, but he did do horrendous things to the kid to totally screw him up. But the fact is, when you're dealing with these people with these mindsets, it's yeah. all about the immediate gratification. Mm-hmm. They don't think about tomorrow, okay? The fact is, I'm getting my rocks off. I don't give a fuck. That Crazy. is the mindset of these yeah, people. Yeah, I mean, I feel you. Okay? Cause... And the thing is, I mean, thinking of, oh, I might get caught. I might... And the fact is, after they get away, away from... Or for, uh, Way with it the first time, then they do it a second time because oh, I got away with the first time. I can do it a second, then the third, then the fourth, until sooner or later their luck runs out. But in their mind, hey, I've already destroyed like you know ten kids' lives. I'm already you know winning in the scheme of things. Easy. I mean, they only have one life to to lose, okay? And they've destroyed lives of multiple kids. I wonder okay? what. I wonder what how long the victim list is with him because I assume like he, Jody probably wasn't the only one. I really doubt. I really doubt that it, he was the only one. He probably was the only one that he got caught with, and you know, um, I remember I, I forget who it was. It was uh, probably it was a, a famous serial killer. I forget which one, but there was. An interview with him where they asked him, do you feel sorry for what you did? And his response simply was, I was sad I got caught. And that was it. See, that's the mindset of these people. I mean, it, it's, they are, they probably know that they're going to get caught sooner or later. But, you know, it's, it doesn't matter. They are living for the, Immediate gratification at that moment. And when yeah. they get bored at that, they'll keep on going farther and farther. And, and the fact is that, I mean, going back with, you know, uh, letting the father know and not assuming he's going to kill the guy. Okay. You've got to, you've got to play complete naivete on this. Very possible. Going with multiple victims. I lean more into your they're, 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 of people being involved too, and it's just that all the kids' names weren't drugged through the mud. Unfortunately, Jody's like, well, not drugged through the mud, you know what I mean? Mud, but like thrown up on the media and the news, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Unfortunately, he had to deal with that too. Um, but I feel like there probably was a good amount of probably victims, and yeah, throughout that, somebody probably knew somebody that was like, "Get him the fuck out of here, dude." We don't want to deal with this guy no more. Just make him go away. Just make him go away. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not that difficult in a situation. If, if the right people know, well, you just see one person know the right person, or even it be, in, be sympathetic to the situation because it's such an ugly thing. Yeah. That, like, regular person would be like, fuck them. They, you know, they want to do that. This is what they got to deal with. You know what I mean? Now, as Doucette was escorted through the airport, he passed the news crew who were taping the scene. He then walked past Pluchet, who took out his handgun and fired a single shot directly at the right side of Doucette's head. Point blank range. 
The cassette immediately fell to the floor, bleeding from the wound close to his right ear. Uh, As depicted in the video of the incident, Pluchet placed the telephone receiver down before officers restrained him and removed the gun from his hand, uh, from his other hand, and then attended to Doucette. The officers who grabbed hold of uh, Pluchet recognized him. They kept him pinned against the wall, uh, against the bank of telephones, asking him, as captured on the video, Gary, why? Why, Gary? Which I think they knew. I don't know why you need to ask that question. If you know who he is, I think you got a pretty good idea. Yeah, what's definitely had a dumb question. That's, uh, I think they might have been in shock. Because like I said, with them acting quickly, like when you're just, when you don't think you're going to be in a situation like that, and that just, boom, you're living in it. Boom, split second, you're just there. There's a lot to process, dude, like. I think they were in shock. I think that they, that was an in shock question. The entire incident was captured on ENG videotape. Doucette fell into a coma and died from the gunshot wound the next day. Uh, it looked like Doucette fucking died that second <laughs> from the video. Oh, they, I just saw it, dude. They actually tried. They, they saved him for a whole nother day, huh? Holy mackerel. They were probably trying to get the dude off of, mur- of a murder rap. They were like, yeah. you can't let this dude guy go down for murder. But yeah, he was finished. Even in the, in the, in the, like the extended thing I've seen recently, like it's even more finished. You know what I mean? Even in the video, it's like you always have that, f- the famous moment in all these like weird videos caught on tape of like, you know, assassinations and stuff like that, where like the, f- it's like the first responder to the body. No. Yeah. Roll up and they have that like horrified look, thing where they're like, oh, like, yeah, he's fucking, it's over. Like, I, no, nothing to do here. You know what I mean? One of those situations. But you guys go back and you watch the video the whole time. Doucette has a stupid little fucking smirk on his face. Yeah. Until he gets wiped off his face. <laughs> oh, it rattles him up. He's rattled. He goes down. He hits the dirt. I don't think that he probably didn't even hear the gunshot. It was just, it was probably like, Lights out. one of the, it was probably, it was pretty humane for like, his, for his crime, for like what his crime was. Yeah. He probably got a good sending off, you know what I mean? Like it's, boom, quick like, over. Before he even realized what was going on, it was over. His body might have been doing some things on the rug, getting down, boogieing. But he was no longer there, you know what I mean? No, no one Check down, there. boogie and brain leaking out. Mm-mm-mm. Uh-uh, boogie down productions, you know what I mean? But, yeah, so it was pretty, it was, it was a quick deal. Uh, yeah, I don't know about him going into a coma. I don't need, I think that's one of those things they say sometimes because, yeah, that, that, dude, it, you see, you see his whole, like, the camera's on the opposite side of where the hit takes place. Mm-hmm. You you just see, like, the impact wave, like, ripple through his fucking head. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't think there is an exit wound, or it doesn't show it at least. There's the enter wound, because when he falls down, at that point, that side is now in the side with the camera. And, like, it's like, I want to say, like, maybe a couple inches before his ear, there's maybe, like, a three four inch just gash that's just like cancel cancel yeah. Christmas dude it's over Temple and, uh, yeah and then he does that he uh I don't know I think I don't know about that dude 
Supposedly they kept uh wasn't Lincoln alive for like a couple days or something like that, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah. Messed up. That is. Uh, I feel like even, but Lincoln was probably dealing with a, a smaller caliber of bullet. You know, like the gun that shot. I, I feel like, I feel like Gary had like a fucking. It looked like a thirty-eight snub nose. Yeah, uh, like he knew. Like he knew what would do the deal. Boom! Punch! Boom! Punch a hole through the fucking dude. Craziness. Uh, yeah, I gotta so, figure out which gun it was. I want to know in crime memorabilia, where's that gun at today, ladies and gentlemen? What's it cost to own that gun? I want his sunglasses and the weird hat he's wearing, too. Can I get a three for one deal? Somebody worked that out for us. Can we afford it? We're with Behold <laughs> the Pale podcast. Of course, we can afford it. Get the <laughs> Throw some crypto on it. So, Plachet uh, was initially uh, charged with the second-degree murder, but agreed to a plea bargain in which he pleaded no contest to manslaughter. He was sentenced to seven years suspended sentence with five years probation and 300 hours of community service, which he completed in 1989. Yeah, that's one of those deals. I kind I wonder if if more victims came to, like, the trial, you know what I mean? Because that would be heavy. I mean, <clears throat> the crime itself is horrible enough, but if they start having people come forward, like, they're not even going to fucking finish the trial. They're just going to be like, poop, done. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, when you're dealing with someone as despicable as that guy, yeah, that, you know, and the fact is that I'm, put yourself in the judge's uh, position, okay? Yeah. Uh, you have to judge over a trial of a grieving father who killed the guy who molested his son. No one, no judge in their right mind would want to have the case. No, no prosecutor wants to have that case because the best that you're going to come off is look like a bully beating on the man who's, you know, uh, already beat up. Already beaten up. And I mean, you can't. I mean, I mean, the fact is... I find the difference of opinion in judges to be interesting on that, where, like, like we're talking before, like, he got, it was, you know, he, what I, you know, it's fair that he got off, because I think that you could even claim a temporary insanity, dude, like, some shit like that going down, but, um... You, he could have easily probably bumped into a bad, like someone that didn't agree. Like, like nowadays, there's more judges. I feel that would be like, now you're not a fucking animal. You wait for them to go through the system, and we'll handle them. Even though yeah. you know, the system don't work, unfortunately. Yeah, sometimes. I, I, I mean, I but, mean that that's of course the question is okay. This is all taking place in New Orleans, right? Uh, Louisiana. Louisiana, yeah. Okay. So, so I mean, the fact is, okay, it's down south, okay, and so it makes a lot of sense with a judge down there to pretty much give him, I, I would say, a pass on killing this guy that molested his son. Yeah. I, it's like going with the whole home, uh, small-town justice kind of thing, okay? I mean, if we were up in, the, say, Boston, 
and the exact same thing would happen. You know that they would go through a whole trial. They would say, you know, you should have waited. He would have gone to trial. He would have gone. It was just desserts and all that. But you took the law in your own hands, and we have to show that you now can't take the That's law into your own though. hands. It'd be very tricky. It, 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 you know, but, I mean, but, I mean, down in, like, I'm assuming, like, Louisiana and all these other places. Louisiana! That, that uh-huh. you know, it's kind of like, you know, the guy's a scumbag, yeah. and he deserved it, and yeah. we don't want to be seen beating up on this guy that, you know, uh, killed someone that did something horrendous to someone he loved. I assume and, there to be an incredible pressure. I want to add this before I forget it, but I assume there to be an incredible pressure to a parent knowing that their kid might have to stand in front of a courtroom full of people and tell everybody, all these strangers, what happened. And I think at that point, a parent would probably be like, like that, that yeah. reality is something they don't ever want to have their kid to have to go through. You know what I mean? So I think if they're like, well, I can kill this dude. Like that ends the yeah. whole thing now, even if it means me not. You know, but then the kid went and wrote a book. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when you get, when you take, when you get a hit with trauma like that, I think you're, you deserve to make some money off of it. Yeah. I mean, for sure. It's one of those things. Yeah. But, but yeah. Um, so, I mean, I mean, the fact is, it's not surprising that that's how it uh, turned out down there that, you know, and I mean, we can argue this till the cows come home on the, uh, you know, vigilante justice against, you know, you know, the following the, the, the law of the land and, 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 you know, everyone going to trial and, and, and all of that. Effect. I yeah. mean, we, we all know that the system is, has its problems and is, is broken, but then again, if we don't have the system, we'll just have people going out and just, you know, killing people that they believed had wronged them. And it could be as, as, like what has happened here, which we can all understand and even agree with a father that, you know, the guy should have been, uh, you know, eradicated and taken care of. But then again, if you open up that floodgate, you'll have someone who's like, well, you know, this guy decided to, you know, Cut down my my tree. My neighbor cut down my tree. So the guy's an asshole. I decided to shoot him. I mean that that's that happens that's, all the time that, too. That, that's that's yeah. A, a road rage. I mean, how many people have gone pissed on the road and they end up killing someone because they cut them off or something? Yeah, like that's that. like its own sub subgenre of snuff film now, Alex. Yeah. Are you Hawking Gamer? Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the fact is that. We, I mean, unfortunately, the system is broken, but the system right now is the best thing we got. Mm. I think that we need to fix it. So, what do you think? What do you think? You think the father should have not got off, not got off, or you think he should? You think he should have had to done some time for that, or what do you think? Well, see, that's a touchy subject. I mean, me personally, I think you know, if I was him, I would probably have done the exact same thing, and yeah. I think that's the case with any father. That's all, all the that. lawyer really had to do was be like, put your, your yourself yeah. in your shoes. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's um, it's like uh, the movie Time to Kill with Matthew McConaughey, Samuel Jackson. Okay, right, when right. Samuel Jackson kills the two 
white guys for, you know, uh, 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 molesting his daughter. Okay. It's the exact same situation. Okay. Yeah. But, 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 but the, uh, the fact still remains is that we can't really have people take justice in their own hands. Let's go back to what you said earlier, Matt, where let's say there was some kind of question that he actually did it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe, uh, you know, there was something that it wasn't really him. It was someone else, but because of, you know, the evidence, it made it look like him. Now, in this case, we know that he actually was the one who did it because he was caught red-handed. Yeah. But mistakes happen in a lot of ways where people pick up people that they assume because of some of the evidence that they're the perpetrator. And then, of course, now later, sometimes years later, after they've served time in, in jail, that you find out that it wasn't them, okay? The evidence was faulty. The uh, the DNA was wrong. Someone lied on this. And, and you have this person who loses 10, 20 years of their life in prison for something they did not do. Then, of course, if you have someone who's like, oh, this guy actually did this, I'll go out and kill him. And you kill him. And you find out that that person actually didn't do it. You can't just go back and release him. You can't, you know, bring them back from the dead. I mean, it's... No, I mean, when it's... If this wasn't so black and white because they found them, like, they... um, We're going to tap into a little bit here before, uh, a little, in a second, of uh, a little more of this this kind of stuff, but um, as far as, like, the abuse with the kid, but, like, if you're... Yeah, do I don't know. You trouble. I'm just gonna jump into it. Psychological reports helped the Plushow's case after it was learned that Doucette had abused Jody months prior to the kidnapping. Psychiatrist Edward P. Uzi examined uh, Plushay and determined that he could not tell the difference between right and wrong when he killed Doucette. Um, sounds like he did to me, but it's one of those deals. Yeah, it, I mean, the whole not knowing right from wrong, it was their way of trying to, you know, explain why they let him go. I there, mean, the if fact is... If it's, if it's black and white, dude, I, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I feel pretty firm that if it's black and white like that where they caught him, uh, he, you know, he called the mother up, told the mother where he was, what happened, when he, when the cops and everybody showed up, the dude was still there. I, the fact that he gave himself up, I don't think that's good enough not to get the fucking, get the gun, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a try. It's a fucking, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's very weird. It's very weird that, like, you'd think that he would have tried to flee or something. Like, it's very weird. I, yeah, like, what, well, I don't know what, you know, I don't know. I mean, what, like I said, when you're dealing with these type of people, a lot of them either think that they're, they're so smart that they'll get away with it because they've gotten away with it before. It, it's kind of like, um, okay, you're five years old and you are in, um, uh, uh, a, a candy store, yeah. and you saw a lollipop, and you decided to take that lollipop, and no one saw it. And you uh, later down the line, you decide to you know do like a, a, a deck of cards later on. And then later, maybe you'll steal a car. And the thing is that if no one stops you or tries to curb that behavior, 
it keeps on escalating, keeps on getting worse and bolder. And the fact is that if you keep on doing these things and you don't get stopped, okay, even when you do get caught, you still in your mind is like, I'll get off. I got off all the other times. I'm only a little bit crazy. So they caught me. So they caught me. I'm going to get off. I know I am. Because I got off all the other times. I'm too smart for them. Okay? Yeah? I'll just, you know, spin spin a web and get away. And, I mean, that's kind of part of their mindset when you get get away with so many, you know, things that it gets to a point that even when you are there with uh, the judge staring in your face and all the people telling you that they know you did it and you're going to jail, a lot of these people don't comprehend that they're actually literally actually going away, that they're actually finally being punished yeah. for what they've done before because they're like, this can't happen because I've never been punished for what I've done. Yeah. So Plache's uh, defense team argued that he was driven to a temporary uh, psychotic state after learning about the abuse of his son. I agree. You know, that, that's real stuff. Usually also determined that Doucette uh, had the ability to manipulate others and took advantage of the fact that Plache was separated from his wife at the time. You know, that's heavy. Like I was saying before, I think you said that actually, Hawk and Weidenander, that you know that you know the father wasn't there. He kind of wedged in. It's like the the predators, man. They 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 lurk in the shadows and like well, wait for shit like this. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh. Now this is actually I forget where I heard this, but this is actually in relation to um finding like a a, a dirty cop finding another cop that he can use that's also dirty. Okay. And it's kind of the same uh, thing as with, you know, predators trying to find, you know, uh, easy victims to manipulate and control, okay? Yeah. Um, I saw this interview where, you know, this cop says, you know, he'd walk and he'd drop like a $50 bill. And he'd see if this guy would pick it up and pocket it and not tell anybody. And then he'd do like these little things to keep on gauging how far this guy's willing to go. And, of course, he was able to get him and a bunch of others to get involved in this big drug scheme that he had going because that's how he found out which ones he could corrupt and which ones he couldn't. Yeah. Okay? Now, we take that idea and we go with this kind of predator. Okay? Mm-hmm. You know, he tries little things with the kid, try to find out, you know... Um, how vulnerable the kid is. Will the kid say anything right. to mom and dad if I do this? Yeah, uh, family. And, and, yeah. yeah, and, and, and like, you know, what if I give the kids these gifts? And the, of course, the kid's feeling like, you know, mom and dad aren't paying enough attention to him, but here's another adult who is paying attention to him. And that's how they wedge in, and that's how they, find the uh, kids that are easy marks to, you know, do these uh, horrendous acts with. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's very sad, dude. Like I said, the predators lurk, dude. It's fucking 
sickening and horrifying. The people who have to worry about that shit, but the world's a sick place sometimes. Uh, there can't be Gary Plusats everywhere, around every corner like a superhero doing their job, you know what I mean? Doing it big now. Um, I should be careful, but in the future they could flip that around. <clears throat> I think it's possible in the future when they think of being a pedophile as like a, a disease. When you say a comment like how you know, Doucette might have got what he deserved a little bit of something. Speculation. Um, like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they'll be walking us through an airport, shooting us in the head just because we had that opinion that Doucette should have been shot in the head. You know what I mean? Um, very humane, dude. Very humane. You know, I, I don't know if I've said it on this show, but we've said it in discussion before, like, you know, some of the like graphic sexual shit done to people, kids, men, women, everybody, it like it ain't it, it ain't killing people, but like it can come pretty close. You know what I mean? When people and I say that because some certain people will be like, I really don't find I think you should deal with a, a, a rapist the same way you would deal with a murderer. Tell you the truth, personally, my opinion, but some pe- other people wouldn't fit. Not not the guy across from me or the other guy across from me here, but I know other people in this world would probably feel different. But it's weird, man. It's a weird deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, the fact is that the world is not cut and dry. Uh, we wish it was. Yeah. Okay. And we, I mean, we can argue that. This despicable guy, yeah, I mean, no one's going to miss that he's dead, mm-hmm. okay? And, uh, yeah, we can understand the father, and we can even, you know, deep down, you know, empathize and actually salute him mm-hmm. for what he did. But yes. the fact is that we can't, I mean, we in the end, we got to find another way because we can't just... You know, I mean, take out people that are monsters because then we become the monster as well. And, I mean, you can argue and, and, and rightfully show that, you know, uh, I'm only going to do this once and, and all of that. But then you see someone else who does something else monsters and then you decide to, you know, take that person out. And yeah. then, you know, it's... The thing is, there's no easy answer. Me, personally... Yeah, I mean, if I was in his position, I would have probably done the same thing. I would have taken whatever punishment they gave me and um, taken. Because, you know, in my mind, I did what had to be done. Yeah. But the problem is that we have too many people in a society with that kind of mentality that they don't look at any other options other than eye for an eye. And that is why we have so many situations where people uh, use that kind of uh, rationalization to hurt actual innocent people. Okay? The fact is that you can agree with what happened here, but by agreeing with what happened here, you can also end up agreeing with someone who does the exact same thing to someone who actually does not deserve it. Yeah. Okay. And, you know, I know I'll probably get a lot of shit for saying this. A lot of hate mail coming your way. 
But I mean that 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 Facebook up. Yeah, I mean the the fact is that we as a society have to find a better way than just acting on our emotional impulses when yeah. it comes to these situations. Because this is the, acting on these kind of impulses situations is why we have like the war in Ukraine, or why we got all these other you know horrendous things that happen from countries invading other countries, uh, mass genocide and all that, because in their mind, they are that father. Mm. Okay? Yeah. Those people who are doing things to, you know, women, children and all, in their mind, you know, okay, they are the enemy. Okay? They did something in their mind that, you know, warranted what they're doing to them. It's, yeah. And, And the fact is, the sad part is people always when they can always find an excuse to do what they want to do. Yeah. And 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 the scary thing is sometimes it actually makes sense when you listen to it. You're like, "Well, yeah. I mean, I I mean, of course you did this because you're protecting your people, you're protecting uh yourself and 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 and, and those who you love. I, that makes sense why you did what you did." But you don't sit and think, was there another option? Was there another option other than, you know, killing people or killing this person and all that? I mean, if they went to trial with him, would he have gone up? Maybe he would have. Maybe he wouldn't have. Maybe he would have, you know, ended up spending the rest of his time getting butt-fucked himself in prison. Okay? Maybe he would have spent his entire life being nothing... But someone's bitch, and get Possible. molested and bullied and being and to an inch of his life day in day out. Question for you: Would you rather someone like that to suffer that for days, years, and and so on, or easy out, bullet to the back of the brain? Well, I put that decision kind of in the family, and if Gary felt that he did what was best for his son his family and himself and society, I got to say that's his call because that thing, that, that topic's too personal to them. I, I can't even comment yeah. on it. But, but then, then, in that, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but then you can, <clears throat> then that means everyone who has supposedly wronged any, any family member, they have the right to, you know, either let them go or kill them. And then, how many times that, that, wait, then going with what I said before, how many people who have been put in prison and then exonerated years later that they didn't actually do it? Okay. I mean, losing 20 years of your life sucks hell. Okay. Yeah. But it's better than, okay, you're accused of this. Okay. The family thinks that you did this to someone they love. They kill you. And then 20 years later, you're like, Oh, you know the guy you killed? It wasn't him. It was actually your neighbor. Well, that's why it's only if you definitely know that it was them type deal. That's the thing. With this case, it was real. Well, in this case, yeah. But, I mean, the fact is... And like I was saying, a piece of me fails to this day. Depending on the day, I almost feel like in a situation where people kill other people or rape or something like that, I feel like family's opinion should be involved 
Punishment. Isn't the family opinion like always involved in whether the person gets let go or not? I mean, isn't there to like a degree? The, not always. Like they can, the, if, they can, they can have uh, their say. But I think that it could be a situation where you can have one of those deals where the family forgives. You know what I mean? But then it's tricky because if the family forgives a person that's an animal, you know what I mean? Like, should that animal get let back on the streets because the family's got a good heart enough to forgive them? Now nah, they shouldn't be, you know. So, like, that's why All I right. don't feel that way fully. But I do feel like if a dude slaughters somebody's kid, should the parents of that person now hold the gavel and be like thumbs up or thumbs down? I do kind of feel they should be able to do that if, if it's if you catch them red handed like that. I, okay. Know. All right. Um, how about we bring up? A friend of, of the show. Uh-oh. Okay. Keith Rivera. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My boy. Now, my boy. Uh, he has a podcast on the show. Yeah. Okay. And I know he, I contradict myself. Always. What are you trying yeah, to Yeah, well, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. Podcast I'm, show. That's how it goes. I'm, I'm just saying that, you know, he's on, in his, his uh, belief is that. That's that, why I go I back mean, and forth with it. Yeah, well, I mean, and the fact that we have to find a way to um, reform these people, try to reach these people, because sooner or later, I mean, as, as as Matt says, they might end up on the street. And do you want someone who's the mad sociopath that he was when he did all these things, or do you want somehow he's been reached, and when he's released, he's not the same yeah, killer he was before? Yeah, everybody out there, listen and go check out the lighter side of serial killers with Keith Rovery, a part of the Boombastic Media Network, proud member of our family. Go check him out too. You've heard him on the show, and you love him on his own. Yeah, so I mean, it's the fact is we as a species love the idea of black and white, and nothing is black and white because you can argue all the different aspects of of this situation. I mean. Yes, my gut reaction, yes. I mean, if I was that father, you know, I'd probably have done the exact same thing. But I also will be a first one said it. it's not the right thing to do. I should, I should have tried to find another way around it to get justice because by doing that, I, I'm just stooping down to their level and the fact, you know, what whether you believe it or not, when you kill somebody, you are sacrificing a part of yourself. Okay? And you and, and, and the fact is killing him does not take away all the abuse that his son experienced. Okay? It comforts and him knowing that it'll never happen again though. Does it doesn't? I mean the well, thing is the, the, this guy is not the only abuser out there. Okay. Yeah, but the, and the fact is, the son could end up with another teacher that can, does the exact same thing. Well, how often do you come across that in life? What like, that, that, that that the abused kids get abused more no, than no, 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 like by like, other people a lot no, no, of no, times. No, 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 okay, no. like yes. I do. You, 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 you're on too much cocaine and alcohol tonight. <laughs> you don't let me finish talking. No, now you're an animal. You're out of control. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying that the fact is that I think that we have to find alternative, uh, alternative ways of dealing with people 
than just the gut reaction. Let's just kill him. Because it's simple, it's easy, uh, but the fact is that if we keep on going as a society with this mindset, we are looking uh, at a doomed society. Uh, oh. The fact is that life, I mean, life is not easy, okay? Correct. And the fact is a lot of times you have to deal with a lot of, of, of stuff. But I, in my opinion, that we got to find a different way because it's not working. Look at our society as it is. Everyone's willing, like, oh, I, I, I mean, I was talking to someone who was like, I hate this guy. This guy is, you know, you know, ruining our country. And he was I know talking the guy about you were talking about. He was talking about but Biden. I hate that guy. I know you hate Biden. That's why I'm, I'm I don't saying. like any of them. But I know you but, like you like certain ones. So I don't better, like any of them either. Than the only, I hate them all. But but better here's the thing, dude. All. Here's the thing, dude. Okay, yeah. here's the thing. You for some reason at times believe one's less evil than the other. No, I, I think don't. they're you all do. evil. They're all equally. Evil. They're all evil. Alpha. Okay. Okay. As long as we're on the same thing, so Trump is exactly the same as Biden. As long as we agree I don't care on that. About any of them. Because they're both the same. As long as you agree, they're both the same. I they're mean, both corrupt politicians. I mean, at least Trump can walk in a straight line without falling. But outside of that, I Well, mean, well hold on, hold on, hold on. Nah, so, I don't care about him enough to... Oh, no, no. Make fun uh, yeah, of Trump yeah. so he can move on and finish this up. Make fun yeah. of Donald so he can... You can feel... Ready? Uh, fine, fine, fine. Bring it on home. <laughs> well... I, I I let you go because I wanted to hear about your passion for letting pedophiles run amok and do what they want to do. But hey, hey, listen, I don't want. I mean, I think everyone should be punished uh, for for every uh, all the wrong deeds that they've done. But we still yeah. have to try to figure a way. Okay, I feel you to deal with this. You might have to scramble their eggs, dude. You might have to fry their brain or something. I think that it, you might either have. To I don't know. I mean, I mean, the thing is, maybe what, Keith, maybe what Keith says about you know uh, trying to rehabilitate them uh, is is the best course of action. I mean, you can still argue that, but you know they should be they should definitely still be punished for what they did. But the fact is, we gotta find a way to fix. The problem with these people you, in our society. If you have a pleasure that hurts people, whether it be murder, rape, violence of any kind, like, I think that, you know, like, if you're a rapist, they should get, you know, I remember that thing in the army, they suppose, you know, there's a wives tale about they'd feed the, the, the soldiers a certain thing that would make it so they wouldn't get aroused, you know what I mean? Like, Salt Peter. Yeah, they should do something like that, dude, or like castrate them. Like, be like, look, if you can't, actually, 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 just to let you know about castration. Sure. Okay. All, all, all that really does is, uh, uh, it doesn't stop the libido. Okay, I think it just stops the actually uh, the uh, the uh, pretty much the cum coming out of the dick. Okay. That was too graphic. I got to wrap it up now. Oh come on. But yeah, but I mean, I I read somewhere, I read somewhere that they did that at some prison. Yeah. And they they castrated the the, the rapists. Yeah. But uh, 
uh, like some of the rapists, when they got out, they still raped, but they couldn't be caught because they couldn't, they didn't leave anything behind because they were castrated. Yeah, they say rapes more, more of a power thing than sexual. Yeah. So, so I mean, I mean, the fact is yeah, it's that touchy. it's it's there's no you know it needs a lot more time to develop a real, real fucking answer. Yeah, to the, the, question the, the, the we have yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, the fact we're, is we're, good guys. We, we're going in the right direction. Like I said, I mean, I just think that we have to find a way because an eye, an eye for an eye, doesn't seem to deter people from doing these things. You're right. Okay. And we need something that will deter them away enough. Okay? I mean, it's been proven statistically that um, the death penalty does not deter violent crimes. Okay? Um, If someone's going to do a violent crime, they're going to do it no matter what. Correct. Okay? Unless we find a way uh, or something that will, you know, deter them even more than death. And don't you dare say listening to Behold the Pill podcast. I, I want to say a big rest in peace to Gary, 2014, passed away, stroke three weeks before his 69th birthday. I know that's my friend's favorite number over here. Uh, very sad. We know, you know, we dove into this story uh, for the surface value type stuff, but I do want to say that there is a book out there. Uh, August 2019, the book Why Gary Why, the Jody Plache uh, story, was released by Jody. So if you, anybody out there does want to hear more about kind of what happened, that's Jody's story of it. And uh, much love to Jody and much love to any of the other victims that I assume they probably had to have been. You know, very sad stuff. And it's unfortunate that that stuff happens in this world. And, you know, I'm with, the, I'm with my man over here. I'm trying to figure out a way to kind of you know, fix it would be great, dude. I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, I wish I had the answer, but the thing is that too many people think violence is the only issue to violent people. And the fact is, all it does is just keep the violence going. I mean, that's that's a fact, okay? I mean, some people like to say, how do you stop a bad guy with a gun? With a good guy with a gun. Um... I'm sorry, but that doesn't seem to be working, okay? And there's so many people who claim to be good guys with a gun, they end up shooting good guys without guns. I think it was a KRS-One lyric or something where he's like, uh, how do you stop violence? Well, you find whoever is violent and you beat them over the head with a bat till they're dead. Which is... Violence begets violence, like the Jedi Mind Tricks album. Um, I just want to close with one thing. At the age of 67, a couple of years before he passed away, uh, Gary gave an interview where he stated, in case anybody out there was wondering, that he did not regret killing Doucette and, yes, would do it again. I, it's all it's protecting your family, man. I think it comes down to protecting and it's the shock thing with the cops moving taking them a little time a little more time than Alex you know our pal over here Alex would have liked them to do but they got I think it was the shock thing I think you know the same situation um I think everybody in there was you know was had a little shock going through them you know what I mean even Doucette had a shock wave going through his head <laughs> you know what I mean but Gary 
the situation. I could, you know, I would never want to be in that situation or much love rest in peace to Gary. Um, but like the, the emotions that go through you in a situation like that, like I could only imagine, I don't even want to imagine. And it's like, you think of a situation where like you've been wronged by somebody just in regular life, you know, somebody really fucked you over. They were, they did something to you being like, you know what? I'm taking this. I'm doing this. Fuck you. If you don't like it, I don't care. And then you add a billion times to it in a situation like this. It's the same deal. And you're just like, nah, no, nah, ain't gonna happen. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Then things like this happen. So I'd have to say Gary's a hero, a uh, Father's Day hero, and this big Father's Day special of Behold the Pill podcast. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm with you for sure. For sure, like, death, you can't answer death with death, but it's like certain people would be afraid. It's one of those things where, like, you know, we've joked around for years, ever since, like, high school about the thing of, like, if you wanted to if you wanted to cut down on murder, like, start get, like showing people on TV that they're getting killed for it. Because you have your people that are straight crazy, that that even if they know they were they were dying, do, killing someone was going to get them killed, they'd become a kamikaze mission, they'd still do it. But I think there's still a middle ground of people that do bad things, but still are sane to the degree that they'd go, yeah, I'd really love my, my neighbor that, you know, did that fence, you know, fuck, I'd really love to kill that dude. But I don't, you know why? Because I don't want to go to prison. Like, you know, the, like, you know, all the, the same people that go through life that have just the, you know, maybe not just the amount of anger. I think some of those insane people got that super, super anger, like super strength. But like, yeah, I think, you know, there's a lot of folks that I don't even need to say this because everybody here and everybody listening knows that everybody, you come across these things every day in life where you're like, oh, you might not want to kill somebody, but you're like, fuck, man. Uh, you know, you almost want to do something. And this dude's mm-hmm. the umph degree, you know, so. I don't know. I, I can never say it. It's like, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to, you know, do the murder for murder thing. But it's like, I guess if a time ever came, which is probably long ago, been here and I don't know, dude. I don't know. It's a very tricky thing, man. I do I do feel where you're coming from with it's not, you know, two wrongs don't make a right. I definitely see you with that, but it's like I'd rather that I'd rather go down the way that it did than like have the dude out there doing it to other people. You know what I mean? And I think that's what Gary thought and looked at it like that. And you can't blame the dude for thinking that way and well, I mean, I can't blame the dude for thinking that way. But, I mean, again... He kind of made an ultimate sacrifice. It just happened to work in his favor. Like, for all he... You know, it, take away the idea or the theory of people being in on it or whatever. But, like, for the most part, he... I'd assume, as just regular Gary, anybody, when he pulled that trigger, it could have been anything from them cops shooting him dead to him going to jail for the rest of his life. I don't, 
maybe I don't know. Maybe he figured, hey, you know what? It's it's fucked up enough that they'll probably let me slide on this, and he did it. Like who knows? But yeah, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's definitely something. But uh, Doucette and Gary are both in the afterworld right now, and uh, so I wonder if they met up in the afterlife to talk it out, talk things out again. You know, it'd be crazy. If in a flipper turn, when Gary was walking to, walking to the pearly gates, when he walked by a phone booth and Doucette turned from the phone booth and shot him in the side of the head while he was walking to the pearly gates, that'd be the true that'd be the true crazy uh, twist ending. You know what I mean? You only get a twist ending like that on. Behold, 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 a pale podcast. Thanks for listening and happy Father's Day from us to y'all. All right, so leading up to March 16th, 1984, all right, so we're taking karate, and, and again, Jeff would take us to karate tournaments in Houston, and we go to, well, we go to the karate tournaments, but not right before we might go ice skating at the Galleria, then we go to the karate tournament, and then that Sunday we, we get up early and we go to Astroworld, and We'd ride rides all day, and then, you know, in the afternoon, we got a you know, four or five-hour ride home. So we'd leave around 3, 4 o'clock. We'd get home at 9 o'clock. And, you know, Jeff was fun to be around. He'd take us to the movies, take us to the mall. Uh, we'd go roller skating right, you know, less than a quarter of a mile behind the karate studio was an ice skate rink. So we would work out in the summer, and we'd train our butt off. I mean, I can assure you, I was in shape as any 11-year-old was at that time uh we jog five miles a day we'd jump a jack sit-ups and we'd work out and practice our karate moves and uh at my 10 year old self i think it'd be my mike tyson's 10 year old self but uh so that part of being 10 years old was great it wasn't until uh jeff made a business deal so that summer of 1983 jeff came up with this idea of like an lsu football tiger commemorative mug and a LSU bandana called a tiger rag. Well, my dad actually introduced him to a guy named Don Landers who owned some some convenience stores around town and convinced him to sell the tiger rag bandana. Well, Jeff took the initial payment and didn't buy the bandanas. So when Jeff had to give up, you know, give the bandanas to Don Landers, he didn't have Bandanas because he could, he spent the money already. Excuse me. And, uh, so that's why Jeff eventually left town. So in February, on February 19th, 1984, Jeff decided to leave town. And when he did, he decided to take me with him because I was, had been his love interest for the past year. <laughs>